Welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy, where we have inspiring conversations with extraordinary people. We want to give you the tools and the lessons that you need to fulfill your purpose while making a positive impact on the world. Now let's dive into today's episode. Today's guest is nothing short of extraordinary and creative. He's a singer-songwriter for the soul, a social worker, coach, and former park ranger. His name is Zach Lane, a.k.a. Dr. Duck Music. Now, Zach, I hear you also are into investing in a good pair of shoes. I, too, love his shoes, so I'm curious, what is your most favorite pair of shoes you have? <laughs> Red, it's so nice to meet you. Great question. I, I, have, I have a pretty strict answer on this. So, being a park ranger and a former runner, well, kind of runner, I got to give it, I got to give it to Hocus. I got to okay. give it to Hocus. All right. Yep. I'm on my feet a lot, so I, the cushion there, perfect. It's perfect. I have, think I have the Hoka Ray Collins, and they're great for running. I wear them to the gym, too. Just walking around, they're, they're versatile. They're perfect. Really appreciate a good pair of shoes, because guess what you don't want, Red? Your feet hurting at the end of the day. Oh, Bad news. Seriously, man, that's cool. I know I've had <laughs> some shoes. I really love the aesthetic of them but they've been so uncomfortable. And one thing that I've learned the older I get is how important com comfort is and having a great pair of shoes that are comfortable, but also look nice. And I love to hear another shoe connoisseur. But since we've just met, obviously, literally just met, I think okay. it's so cool that we just dive right in. But most of my audience will be meeting you for the first time. So I love to start my conversations with asking this question. So who is... Dr. Duck, who is Zach Lane? Oh my gosh. All right. Dr. Duck is somebody who cares a lot about people. Um, someone who's been trying to figure out life for many, many years, trying to do many, many different things just to find something that feels purposeful, feels meaningful, feels important, and feels fulfilling above all else. And I've realized that I don't really think one particular thing makes me feel that. I love so many different kinds of things. I love meeting different kinds of people from all different walks of life and that and enjoying all the different aspects of life is what makes me tick. So I'm somebody who's well-rounded. I get well, relatively well-rounded, at least at trying things. But at the end of the day, I'm somebody that wants to make the world just a little bit better than how I came in. What was that with that? I'm curious, what inspired you to get into all that you do? <laughs> Raging ADHD. Oh, so I, I, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was probably, I think, five. It was very apparent. And anyone who knows me when I was a kid will tell you that something was a little bit off. I was flying off the walls. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't really listen. I had a very hard time uh, socially just because I was so amped up all the time. And so something with, with people with ADHD is oftentimes we blow through hobbies really fast because we're so excited to try something new. And we're kind of chasing that dopamine. Once that period of trying something new ends, it's like, oh, what's that over there? And then on to whatever the next thing is. So I've racked up quite a few hobbies, quite a few different career paths, but I've kind of been on this hunt since I was a little kid to find something that really was going to make it past those six months. And connecting with people through making art has been the thing that's been the true line through. I didn't really start putting out my own music until this year. I was really self-conscious self and didn't really think that what I, what I had to offer was good enough. 
it's very easy to compare yourself to everybody else around you constantly. And I don't, I don't know if you can relate, but like, there's, you know, there's this certain threshold that you feel like you have to meet or else oh, yeah. I can't even bother to try. Right. Yeah. And I was bogged down by that for years. So one day I was, you know, just, I, I was, I was just having a hard time for years, not, not feeling fulfilled, not feeling like anything I was really doing was good enough and getting sick of the flip-flopping. And I said, you know what? Let me stick to this. It's something that I've always loved to do. Let me push myself and take all this energy and all this creative juice I have and just bet on myself. And it was super uncomfortable because betting on myself was not something I was used to doing. And I can't even tell you how wonderful it's been. The highs, the lows, everything. I've been able to handle the criticism. I've been able to handle the highs. I've been able to find myself really through, through creating music and creating art. And so I guess that's how I kind of got into, get into everything, but then kind of more, more so focused on creating things. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. There was, there's a few things in particular that really stood out. Like you said, it's that threshold barrier of entry. I know I, I can agree. Like I worked for a very polished YouTube channel for four years. Mm. And that was right when I started making my own podcast and content. And I was exposed to really excellent three camera setup. There was a studio teleprompter. Like we even at one point we were on TV. So I was editing a broadcast that was on TV. But I, I say all that to say like for me to get started in the video space, it was super like scary because I was like, I want to produce on a level there. But then I had to realize at some point they didn't get there overnight. Like, she had been a yep. part of this and doing this forever. So the, the key is to just getting started. And, and I'll say it over and over again on my show, but like for those listening at home, like it's just getting started. But I'd love for you to kind of dive a little bit deeper in what was that shift for you that you were finally like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. I, first of all, I totally agree with you. I, I think that, that it's, it's the hardest part. But once you take that initial leap, things just start to work out. I always like to use the analogy of like a ladder. You know what I mean? And you, you cannot, it, it's physically impossible to jump, up, climb up two stories by just jumping. And if you try to do it like that, you're never going to do it because you're like, this is stupid. There's no way I can get up there. I'm going to go back inside and have a sandwich and avoid the thing that I want to do, which is up there. But like, if you just take it, you ch- I, I'm a firm believer in choking things, right? Like you just have to take things one chunk at a time and work yourself up. And yeah, exactly. And like, it's, it's kind of like a video game too. Like there are safe points along the way. Like, and guess what? You fall off. Sometimes you might have to start farther back, but you'll have a more clear path about how to do it the next time. And you'll get better and better and better. Yeah. And once you enter into that, you know, threshold, things start taking care of themselves. It's still going to be, it's still going to be challenging. And you'll, you'll, oh, you'll, for sure, we'll have your ups and downs, but right, but yeah. but it's something that it's something that you're going to be able to handle. I think a lot of people think they can't handle it, but they can. I think the point for me when I realized that I had to do it was when I've kind of gone back and forth a lot, right? I I was in my many career paths. I kind of passed the entry point, got relatively good at like a intermediate level, and then went and eh, I plateaued and then quit. And so I kept doing that over and over again with pretty much everything that I did in my life. And I was sick of it. I was sick of it. I was sick of giving up. 
I gave up so much. I didn't trust myself really. And it was, it wasn't until I sat down and I took an honest look at myself and said, you are not doing what you're capable of. You are not, you are not doing what you're capable of. Try, just try. And that flipped the switch. I, I realized that without creating, I kind of just stifle everything and everything just kind of, we get kind of pushed down and then slowly builds up and up and up. And I realized that creating for me is really the only way to be able to release and express a lot of those things. So it was almost like a big pressure cooker. And I think I was out, I was actually out for a run one day and I was running and a lot, oftentimes I run without music or without anything, just so I can think through things. It's kind of my time to, to process things. And I just remember going, I'm never going to be happy if I don't do this, if I don't make, make an effort to do this. Okay. And I went home, I opened up Logic, which is like a affirmating music. And I went, okay, I guess we'll figure this out. So like everything else, it's been a process and it's been a huge learning curve. I am by no means a professional in anything that I do, anything that I do. But that's the beauty of it. There's so much fun stuff to learn. I spend so much time on YouTube, just watching other people, you know, and learning from them, doing my own stuff. And man, it, it's just so much better. It's so much better. I don't feel like I'm constantly avoiding what I'm supposed to do anymore. And taking those highs and lows is so much easier than just not, not trying to climb the ladder at all. That's so cool. I love that. I love that story. Thank you. One one thing in particular I love is you you're open about the fact you're not an expert. And I believe and I believe it's so important for us to always have that mentality, no matter how long we've been doing this. It's like there's always something to learn. And like that's even the whole premise of my show. My show is called Better Than Best for if you haven't got a chance to see it. But it's that idea of like we're never gonna reach a peak. We're never gonna reach our best. We can always get better daily. But man, I love that. So I'm curious. What has been the most rewarding part of this whole creative journey for you so far? Brad, you asked some good questions, my friend. The most rewarding part. I feel like there are multiple, multiple answers depending on what angle I come from. I think the most rewarding part for me personally has been this incredible release and a simultaneous confidence boost for me. I think if you're not actively trying to do something, oftentimes you're listening to doubt. Yeah. And those voices are sinister because they will tell you, yeah, you probably shouldn't do this. Stay on the couch. And, and you're like, okay. And you listen. Those voices have kind of faded away. I, 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 it's sometimes the anticipation building up to it's worse than the actual thing itself, oftentimes especially anyone that has anxiety might, you know, that that's probably something that they're working on, right? Is, is the buildup and that stress and that pressure and the, and the tightness is usually worse than the actual thing itself. Um, and that's been the case for this. So I think the release creatively has been so sp- important for me. Also, just my body feels better. Mm. My body feels better. I'm a big, I'm the body keeps the score. Uh, yeah. a wonderful, wonderful book about trauma and how it like, sticks in our body. And I guess doing a lot of this creative work has allowed me to, in other ways, kind of, I'd say spiritually, physically, 
um, release some of that stress that's just been in my body for years. So it has that benefit. Another benefit that it's had that came to mind when you asked that question was the people. Yeah. I love people. I get to meet awesome people like you and do cool podcasts where musicians, artists, yeah. and, and, and there's this, there's this, this beautiful sense of community, uh, especially amongst creative people. There are some stinkers out there, but it, we've, we, we root those out. Some people aren't in it for the right, you know, for, well, I shouldn't say right reasons. Everybody has a different reason, right? Some people want to make a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. Some people want to make art that's going to last longer than their body will be around for. For sure. And that's kind of me. And they live and bleed and, 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 you know, that's their life. And I've been meeting so many people like that online just by putting myself out there, finding other people's music and being like, that's awesome. I want to lift you up because holy moly, you know, more people need this message. Um, so... Yeah, I, I think it's it's done so many wonderful things for me. I also like to ask the the flip. There, man, there's so many questions I have for you, but but I think I also want to ask the flip side of what's been the biggest struggle, the biggest, the hardest part of this whole journey so far for you. Mm. I was going to say the start of the journey is the hardest part, but I think the hardest part is, this is a weird answer, but I, the success. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and relatively speaking, I mean, you know, there are people, you know, I, I'm a super duper small artist, but because of this clip that, that blew up now, you know, I, 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 there's a feeling creeping in that I've kind of been more aware of lately, which is like, oh, now people might expect something from me. Yeah. You know, and I, I really try in all that I create to just focus on what I, what I want to do, my creative energy, what I want to say, my voice. But now that like, you know, and that's easy to do when you're putting out music for, for, you know, 80 people to listen to, you know, and your mom's like, that's right, you know, or whatever. But now, you know, and not to say that I'm some bit, you know, my head's still in the room. Don't worry. You know, but, but relatively for where I'm coming from in the time that I've been doing this, it's, it's. You know, for me, this is huge. And even, even just a couple people, it's hard sometimes to not taint the work that you're doing and what yeah. you need to get out with the other people's voices. You know, I've had other people, you know, oh, it will be awesome if you did this, this, this. And my inner people pleaser wants to go, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. So I, I honestly think staying in your own lane, staying true to your values and being okay with saying no when you don't want to do something or you don't feel something is right is probably one of one of the, the hardest parts about about being in this space. I love that you mentioned the success because a lot of people wouldn't expect that. And but I, I believe that sometimes the more successful we get, the lonelier we can be. Because you you get into the space of the the higher you climb the smaller it gets and it's like you're in this space of like an, you can be on an island by yourself but ultimately you turn into ple pleasing people because everyone all of a sudden wants something from you and they want a certain you like i love i, I heard a, a famous rapper and he was on a podcast and he was explaining how he's been doing this for 20 years and people mm. are still wanting the 
the 19-year-old guy that started when he's like, I've grown, I've had a family, and it's like, I, I'm so much more than that. And a lot of people can't, can, can't accept that. So one thing that I'd love to ask you as a follow-up is what is, like, how are you combating that, that success monster, as you could say, that, that need to people-please even? Like, what are you doing to combat that and staying true to yourself and your voice? Yeah, that was a beautiful question. I, I've been a people pleaser my whole stinking life. It has gotten me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, and I think that that, that's a pretty common trait amongst, you know, like I, I I'm going to, I'm going to put us up on a pedestal here. Emotionally sensitive and inclined, you know, guys, yeah. I think. I think we get in tricky situations because we so we kind of look over here and we see the I don't care about anyone's feelings. Well, I don't want to be that. So let me drop all the way on the other end and let me be your doormat. And then that doesn't work either. And you're like, geez. Um, you know, but I think a lot of there aren't a lot of guys like us that definitely don't want to be on that end of the spectrum. I I I'd say I, this is a made up thing, but like the nice guy syndrome. Yeah. And there's a difference between being nice and being honest. Exactly. Which, which, you know, you can't be afraid to let people get mad at you. You can't be afraid to let people get mad at you. So how am I working on it? Therapy. Journaling. There's this, there's this thing called exposure, not exposure therapy, rejection therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit buzzy now because people are posting about it on TikTok and stuff. But really what it is, is getting used to getting you used to people saying no. Or getting upset, not upset with you, but like rejecting you, really. And it's a way to kind of get yourself used to that feeling of maybe letting somebody down or at least feeling like you are if you don't say yes. So I've been practicing that a little bit. But I think just overall, I look at it like this. And I, this is, I journaled about this the other night. It's a good thing if some people don't like you. Because their values. That's good. Yeah, because... Some people's values are, I don't want to, I don't want to be too judgmental here, but not maybe, not maybe beneficial to be around. I think we've maybe all know somebody you're like, that's really, that's really how you live your life, you know? And I, you know, whatever, they can do whatever they want. But I think when you're a people pleaser, sometimes it's very easy to get sucked into, you know, trying to, you, you kind of see that person. You're like, oh, I'm going to make you happy. I'm going to please you. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm going to take all your energy and use it. It's like the final people pleaser boss in a way. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just remember that sometimes it's good that people don't like you. And that means you're doing something right. Because if you let everybody like you, you're compromising some of your values. Oh, so good. And it makes me think of that line from the musical Hamilton. Where he's like, talk less, smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. What you're for? Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's like, but there's, like, you devalue your, your life and your whole, all of yourself when you do that. And it's so, like, so what if you become polarizing? I feel like if you're going to make a difference and make an impact, you, you have to stand for a minute. And another thing, as you said, you said there's a difference in, what was it, telling the truth and being kind or the honesty and being nice guy? Yeah. There's a difference of being, being nice and being honest. Yes. So good. And I like to try to put it this way, even for the, the clients that I, I talk to, I tell them that I'm going to tell them the kind truth because it's not nice, but, but it's packaged in a, in a way from love, in a way of, I really want to help you. 
But sometimes honesty and the truth hurts. It's a hard pill to swallow. But but man, dude, that that's so good. But you mentioned journaling. So I, I want to ask you, what is journaling done for your creativity and your mental health? Oh, gosh. Friends listening to this, if you don't journal, it's probably the number one thing I'd start. And and I know this is like a thing that, you know, it it's almost like, oh, eat, eat, sleep, you know, get more exercise, eat better and journal. You know, it's kind of tacked onto that list of basic things. I got to tell you, being someone who never really had good routines, I journal now. I started at five minutes. I've worked up to about 15 minutes a night. It is, it, I think that has had, that and sleep have had the most meaningful impact on, on not only my creative life, but just physically. It is so beautiful to sit down at the end of the day and instead of just going right to bed, processing what happened during that day or that week or a feeling that you're going to bed with or how you felt about your friend when they said this or, you know, why in the world, why in the world did I feel this way? Hey, I just wanted to pause here and give you the opportunity to either apply to be a guest on this show or give you the opportunity to work with me as your coach. To do that, you will find either of those links in the description that'll say either be a guest on the show or book a free 30-minute Zoom discovery call. Each path will get you headed towards living your most creative and fulfilled life as you learn to live better than best. All right, now back to today's conversation. Or even just creating something. I use a really cool thing. It's, it's prompts and it, you know, it'll prompt you, you know, right about a time when you felt like you were on top of the world. Oh my gosh, it's just a beautiful way to engage that your memory, beautiful way to work, kind of work your brain muscles a little bit and get some stuff out at the end of the day. So that I think, I'd say at least try it. An alternative to journaling, if you don't like to write stuff down, some people are more on the go. I, I do a thing called car talks. I put my phone up, I turn on the recorder and I just talk, talk to myself. Dude, I love that. Yeah, oh, it's great. The, you just, you say things and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't even know I was feeling that. And I think for guys, especially a lot of the times we, and I was for years, we are out of tune with what we're feeling. Oh, I think, yeah. And I think, you know, I don't want to blame society too much because I I think there, you know, there's absolutely a societal piece, but I also think there's a personal, you know, accountability piece. And those two things kind of, you know, they, they, some people think it's more one side or the other, but regardless of what you think, I know that a lot of guys, for whatever reason, either by by necessity or by choice, because it's easier in the moment, is in. Yep. And I got to tell you, over time, that catches up with you in ways, in weird ways. Weird way, right? Yeah. Yeah. In ways that maybe you wouldn't even expect, but yeah. Dude, I love that. And I love that perspective. And you listening, watching at home, like you said, friend, get into journaling, get into car talks even. Find a way to self-reflect and process your emotions, especially you men listening. Because, I mean, there's such a freedom on the other side of being real and honest with yourself. And even just being honest with those that you, you're close with or maybe not close with. Like, I always love to say, like, vulnerability is our super strength. It's our superpower. Right. And there's so much freedom on the other side of that. Man, that's so good. Now, I definitely want to ask you a bit about, is it, you have a new single. Pining? Am I saying it right? Oh, dude. You got it right. You've made some solid content around it. Like, first off, the little bit that I've heard is is gold. I can't wait to hear the, the whole song and you listening, watching at home. Definitely, we're going to put your links so people can find it and listen to okay. it. But I, 
I, what you mentioned on a lyric breakdown video is what I saw. I think that's so cool. You're doing lyric oh, yeah. because I, former rapper, love wordplay, love the the double entendres, the, all that stuff. Like, yeah. I, I can nerd out really quick. One thing you mentioned, though, was that you were reflecting on healing your inner child. And I, and I want to yeah. ask, how do you think healing your inner child is reflected in your art that you create now? Yeah, I think that's a central theme in everything I create. I think I'm kind of, I don't view it as making up for lost time, but it's kind of, I'm kind of starting from the beginning, uh, which is when I was a kid. And first of all, thank you. And I know I, I, I'm so curious, do you have a favorite artist? Because I know you're, you're an artist as well. Once an artist, always an artist, I say. Favorite artist, man. There's yeah. so many great, great. <laughs> it's hard to really pin a favorite. Well, I'll say it this way. When I was young and I was like first starting rapping, for me, it was Lil Wayne and Drake's, the Eminem's, because of the wordplay, because of the, oh. the fact he could rhyme every syllable of a sentence with another <laughs> sentence that was Eminem. And then later on, of course, I love the genius that Kanye has in music. And then Chance the Rapper has been a big, a big guy for me that I that yeah. I enjoy. But man, there's so many artists in so many different spaces. I could go on, but that's just a few that I, I can think of off the I could, I could too. I could too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll nerd out on this time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I think I saw, I'm so sorry. You asked about uh, like my writing style, my creative style, the double entendres and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was partially that. And then of course you were talking about how your inner child healing has been part of your journey, but, but I think right. you just take a few minutes and kind of explain the new song for us. I know you yeah. kind of have, but I, I, I want to give you the opportunity to share about this pining and kind of where it came from. Yeah. The kind of the process of it. Yeah. So I would love to say that I have a concrete way that I write songs, but I really don't. I think through this open reflection and through this journaling and, and just hopping on good routine, sleeping more, exercising more, trying to eat better, trying stuff just kind of come like you're just, your brain's in better shape. And it, it, that has allowed me to kind of process all these years of kind of, boop, and everything is just flying out of me now. So I think a lot of the theme, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a school social worker as well. So I work with children. I teach them coping skills. I teach them how to handle their anxiety, their depression. And it, it's mostly kids with some sort of developmental disability. So either like an autism or an intellectual disability, right. something like that. And so I'm, I've been kind of parallel working on a lot of these skills myself while also teaching and helping, you know, other people do the same thing. And so there's this kind of, there's this thing where it's like, I'm working with kids to do this stuff and I can't help but go back and think back to like, wow, when I was a kid, you know, I was, I was in a very similar boat in the sense that I, I struggled a lot with, with, with this kind of stuff, especially come high school. And so I think a lot of my art now is kind of like a, like really a reach back in time. And the inner child work kind of goes like this. I think a lot of people tend to run away from who they, who they used to be or who they might be ashamed that they were. There's this wonderful documentary called Stutz. And that was really what inspired the song. This is, I think he's a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist. And he, he works with a bunch of different people, but he works with um, Jonah Hill is one of his clients. And Jonah Hill wanted to make a movie about him and about his process. He's really funny. Some therapists nowadays have, the, nowadays have this kind of like, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to listen to you. And, you know, you're going to tell me, I'm going to go, yeah. yeah. So, so how, how did that make you feel right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
all right. You know, and it's, it, 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 there's some people love that. Some people need that. Not Stutz. He's a much more active, you know, his big quote is, you get advice from your friends and you pay your therapist to listen to you. It's completely backwards. You should get advice from your therapist and your friends should listen to you. They, what do they know? Which I think is really funny. But uh, yeah, but his big, his, one of his concepts that he says is reconnecting with what's called the shadow. The shadow is this past version of yourself that you're deeply ashamed of or wishing would nobody would see. You know, you're kind of afraid of it, almost hiding it from everybody because you don't want anyone else to see. And in the documentary, Jonah Hill took out a picture of him. I think he, he had mentioned the comment like when he was at his heaviest, when he was, you know, trying to be somebody that he felt like he wasn't. He's like, I'm ashamed of that guy. And I've been running from him for years. And so the shadow work, healing your inner child is taking those two different entities, the younger version of yourself, and the older version of yourself. And instead of running away, yeah, coming together. Okay. And I was like, wow, yeah, that was super me. And that just hit me like a bus. And I was like, I have to write something about that. So I created my own journal prompt, which was something along the lines of, if you could like, if you could go talk to your inner child, you know, what would you want to say? Everything just came out and I took my journal. I went to my computer and then I wrote the song. It took about for the lyrics, about two days, but most of the work was done in the journal. It all came from the journal. So the concept, the story of the song is kind of detailing my, can I say bad words? Yeah. Yeah. You're my good. shit as a child yeah. <laughs> and all the, all the crap that I, that I went through and really reconciling with, with that version of myself. So I, the song is called Pining because it's kind of like this deep, deep desire pushing through mental health, pushing through, you know, that, 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 that big gap between us and longing for each other to reconnect again. So that, that, that's pretty much the big theme of the song, but another theme of the song. And, and I, I talk about this openly now and kind of, I don't know. I always feel like I should be getting more emotional when I talk about this. I like got the typical thing, but I'm not like I, I've processed this. It, it feels like now that I've done a lot of this work, it feels okay. I, you know, when I was deeply unhappy as a child and I was on a lot of different medications for different things and I just felt out of my body. And so mentioned in the song is, is the exact time when this, I, I guess I refer to it as like the split happened when my younger self stayed behind and the shame and embarrassment of, you know, of that moment made my older self for like detached from this part and leave. And that was when I was standing on a, an overpass on a mission trip. The line from the song is, oh, nearly ended it on a mission trip. The irony was lost on me until I read my script. I could help everybody else. I was so good and people pleasers know this. They're so good at helping everybody else, but they can't help themselves. And that hit me on that trip. I think I was 13 years old and I was so devastated by it that I tried to kill myself by jumping off that overpass. And in that moment, I think a piece of me left and stayed there. So in order to reconnect with him, the cover art for Pining is me playing soccer when I was a young kid. It was one of my happiest memories I have, running down the field. And I remember the picture being taken, I had a big smile on my face. And so to kind of help reconnect, I've been starting there, starting with those happier moments, going back in time and healing from there and on. And I forgive that, that person. 
I forgive that version of myself because he didn't have the tools. And I, you know, I, I think that, you know, people make whatever decision they think is going to be the best for them in the moment. And I forgive that guy and he's back in me now and we're kind of going through this process together. And so the song is really for him and it's for everybody's inner child out there that they have kind of turned their back on. And what I wanted to do with the song was really heal myself, but also all my music. I want to, I want to heal other people because I know that there's a lot of people like me, especially guys that again, keep all that down. And we talked about success before, right? Yeah. When we wrote that song, when I, when I wrote that song, but you know, I had some wonderful help. I'm going to shout out my wonderful, wonderful producer and engineer, Pace Farrell, and also Julian Sherwood, who rock all the, all pretty much every instrument that you hear on there, except for the piano. Actually, I think he played piano too. These two guys, we created this thing and we kind of stepped back and we went, oh, oh, this, I think this, this could be something. Not to say I haven't felt that way with my other music, but to be in a room with two other guys and for them to allow me the space to be able to talk about this stuff and you know, just yell at the end of the song. I mean, it really wasn't singing. It was just me. That was, that was, that was one, that was pretty much the first take. And I said, I'm just going to yell this and see what happens. And just, I was just, and it was just really me just trying to communicate as directly as possible. Let's heal. And just, and I remember coming out of like the vocal booth area and we just all hugged. And it was just a beautiful moment. Like three guys just in the basement hugging. You know, after, after creating something and success for me is that even if one person listened to it, even just for me, it was just, I listened to the demo over and over again in the car. And that's how I knew it was different for me because I don't really do that with my other music. I'll listen a couple of times. And I, usually by that point, I've heard it so many times I'm over this one just stuck in my chest and my throat. I knew, I knew that something was going to happen. It's just wild to, to, I guess, be right about, it. but that is success. So all this stuff is just extra. And I'm, I'm so glad people are resonating and connecting. But I view success is that if I'm happy with the thing at the end of the day, and it's going to stay that way no matter what happens. Man, what a story. I appreciate you for sharing that. And I definitely, yeah. I mean, I was inspired and touched by it. So I know that those that are going to watch this back, listen back to this, are really going to be impacted by it and impacted yeah. by the song. Actually, go go ahead and give us a, a second, like share where they can find you, where they can find find the songs. I know we're we're running short on time, but I want to make sure people get get a chance for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Doctor Duck, um, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Doctor Duck Music, and then on Spotify at Doctor Duck, Apple Music Doctor Duck, Amazon Music Doctor Duck. Who um, you know, you know, so anything anything that plays music, I'm on there is Doctor Duck. Yeah, come along to the journey if you like to, if you like mental health, if you like music that is pretty, I don't know. I don't really have a style yet. I feel like I'm still playing around with it, but it's, it's music that, like you said, and like I, I go, it's from the soul for the soul. I'm not somebody who's going to put out a song a week and just, you know, make something that's like, I want to make something that means something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my style. So yeah, if, if you're into that kind of stuff, we'd love to have you on board, reach out. And uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, <laughs> I have one more, maybe two more questions if we have time. Please. Sure. We got All right. Awesome. Awesome. Because I know you mentioned you had some somewhere to be and I want to be respectful of your time. 
but I appreciate you so much. You're you're welcome. I'm so glad again that you you took the time to be on the show, and I appreciate it. And uh, me too. Can I just say too, like yeah, something like this. First of all, it's fun talking to another redhead. It's fun talking to another guy. It's fun talking to somebody else who gives really gives a shit about meaningful things and important things because there's so much nonsense. I feel like out there to kind of distract everybody from like really the what's important, you know. And I and I love stupid stuff. I love silly stuff. I love comedy. I love so many different things, but like we need to take time to have shows like yours and to listen to shows like yours, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's all funny games until you need it. Seriously. Right. And getting on that path where you have access to it and can listen to conversations like you have with so many of the other guests that you've had on here, which I've checked out and I love, I think is really important. So thank you for doing this. Seriously. Sure. I appreciate your kind words. They, they mean a yeah. lot because you know what it is. You know how it is when you put anything out to the world. It can be very, a very scary thing. So, so anytime anyone ever feels like they're, they're impacted by what I'm doing, then I feel like that's like you said, like with your song, that's the success right there. But man, I, I love to kind of close out with, with this question specifically. So let's, let's picture that you're 95, 100, however long you plan on living. Sounds good. You're, you're towards the end of your life. You're surrounded by all the people that you love. What, what do you want to be remembered for? That's a great question. I want to be remembered as somebody who cared. Mm. It's about, about people, about, yeah, I just want to be remembered as somebody who cared, somebody who showed up. I love it. I love that so much. And I think it's so, so important. And even just a little bit of our, our time together, I can already tell you are someone that cares. You're someone that wants to impact lives for the better, to create a space for for men to be vulnerable and real, and yeah. get the healing that they need, and keep keep doing that. I appreciate what you're doing, but before we wrap up, I I love to even close with this this question. This is the question that I have, and it's: Do you have any other questions for me? I like to flip it on, on my guest. I oh, dude, I I want to like buy you a drink and go it's just go crazy it's not i i i I love this so much and i feel like i feel like i could talk to you all day i do have a question for you what made you want to start doing this show oh man i I love that question so honestly this show started 2018 as a solo podcast and it was inspired actually by my, my pastor she my pastor's husband and wife pastors they're basically like spiritual parents for me but i was i was sitting at an anytime fitness working out before going to the job that i worked for in the youtube so i I was around this idea of like being a content creator and i was at the end of my 10-year rap career kind of thing like not realizing that's where i was at but i got this text from my, my pastor and it was a link to a podcast lewis howes has a podcast school of greatness but he has these little like five minute blurps of like motivation it's called like five minute friday and my pastor just like was like i feel like you could do something like this i feel like it's something that you you should try and i was like you know what sure i'll try it 
So I came up with motivational Mondays and I spent like five, 10 minutes. And like, for me, I, I'm, I, I'm a believer in God. I'm a Christian. So like I tied it to like what I've just learned from being a Christian, being a Christ follower. So it had that element, but again, it was motivational, encouraging, inspiring. And it started there. And of course, through time, you know, life happens. I put it down for a season. I picked it back up. I actually ended up starting doing mindset coaching and consulting for creatives. And that's what I've been doing for a couple of years now. But through that, I was a guest on another coach's show. And he was like, you should interview creatives. That would be cool. So it's so funny because it's like spurred out of this like kind of communal thing. And like, it's been such a joy for me to interview others. Like, I love the idea of doing the solo pods here now and then. I actually did two in a row these past two weeks, which was a little yeah. different. But, man, there's just something about meeting creative-minded people that that really want to make a difference. Because, I mean, like, there's just something beautiful about that community, like you mentioned. And that's kind of where this started. And ultimately, I feel like having conversations, real conversations that aren't, like, super edited. Because, again, like, I came from the space of it was very polished, very, like, thought down be and it's important to be intentional with your words but yeah. then that comes from this flow of this like back and forth and it's just it's made me come alive and i know that it's helped others with what i've through what i've seen and that's just kind of where it started but yeah man like it's been such a fun ride just interviewing people and just seeing how how it's inspired people and i mean i'm reaching out like i'm shooting my shot i'm reaching out to random people for it. i don't even know that just seem like they connect and like Sure enough, the the stars have aligned. God's kind of, I feel like God's in this for sure. And he's definitely put the right people in front of me where it's yeah. just been connections where they're inspired. I'm inspired. We're all growing from it. And that's just where it's been. But man, I appreciate that question so much. Beautiful. You know what? And I noticed something. I, of course. You know, we know what started that both say? What? Encouragement from another guy. Yeah. That is so important. Exactly. I think. Just guys don't really get encouraged, I don't think, as much, especially from other guys. Yeah. And I think, you know, speaking like, you know, as guys, I feel like we do have a responsibility to a certain degree to lift each other up. Yeah. And that it looks like that's exactly what happened in your case. You know, you were kind of in the middle ground of maybe a, and someone said, you know what, you'd be so good at that. Yeah. Or you should try that, right? And you're like, yeah. And look at you now. Man. It's beautiful. It's so cool. It's it's so cool how that works. But yeah, I agree completely. I'm so glad that we can create this space where men can encourage men. And if I could even wrap up our conversation today, that would be another practical thing. I would tell the people listening at home is like, I want to challenge you. Like who's a brother or I mean, even if you're a, a female watching this, you can encourage someone as well. But think about today, who can you encourage? But not only encourage them with something like, topical or like very broad be super specific that's one thing that i've been encouraged by myself as one of another guy that i'm connected with that was on the show he mentioned it frank is his name coach frank if you want to go watch that that episode i'll put a button or something like that shout out promotion of another podcast and yeah shout out to frank he's doing a great thing in his space but he mentioned complimenting people and being specific because we're so specific on their critiques like, I'm, you know, we're in this creative space. When you send out a song to get some feedback, you're going to get all the specific things of what's wrong. Yeah. And you might get a overall, it was nice. You know, it was well-rounded. It was, you know, very vague. 
But what if you got super specific? Like I love that. Like I, I play drums for my worship team. And one of my favorite nice. one of my favorite things to do is compliment other people on the team, on the band, and be like, Man, buddy, that solo you played, that guitar solo you played changed my life. Being <laughs> able to be a part of that. Like, cause it really does like shout out to Buddy. Another another shout out, my <laughs> This older guy that plays for our church and he's straight oh, rips. Yeah. I'm oh, like, man, you, you you hear from God and you play so well. But every time he plays, I'm like, dude, that's it. But it's that's like, awesome. how much more of an impact does that make? Opposed to like, man, sounded great today, guys. So yeah. if I if I could ever leave the the podcast with with that, then that's for sure what I would want to encourage you at home is how can you specifically compliment, encourage somebody today? And go do it. And then last, of course, you know, you'll you'll see the the bumper on on the end after we we close when when you're watching is you you go like, subscribe, share it with somebody, build this community. Because it's yes. so much bigger than just me trying to grow a brand or be successful and make a bunch of money. Like, yeah, that's great. And that's gonna be a byproduct of the impact I make. But man, it's so important. This, this right here, and the, I'm yeah. so grateful. Yeah, and the, the intention story. behind it, just as you said, you know, focus on the yeah. Your your intention counts, and I, it's coming across clear as day to me. And so I'm I'm in it. Let, let's grow this thing. I love it, man. So <laughs> fi final thoughts before we wrap up. You got any one liners? Any anything for the people listening, watching at home? Any one liners? Oh my god, I don't want to get myself in trouble. So I, I, I'll do I'll do I'll do a, a sixth grade one liner. This is so dumb. I'm so sorry, everyone listening in advance. <clears throat> mommy, mommy, may I please lick the bowl? No, you have to flush like everybody else. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, that's great. I, I have a two and a half year old that's learning to potty, potty train. So oh, I resonate with that one well. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know why I said that. I'm no, no we're great. Good. I love it, man. Zach, Dr. Duck, I appreciate you so much for taking time on my show. Thank you so much for watching and listening today. Let's stay connected. You can either click on the video or click that little subscribe button so we can stay connected. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at coach.redwallet to get more consistent encouragement and motivation to live your better than best life.